0: friends let's continue I remind you that you are on health care and education channel I am dr. Armen Armen professor Armen Astvat from Yerevan, Armenia and we today we will talk about stress test so stress testing in stress testing the heart is monitored monitored by electrocardiography, ECG, and often imaging studies during an induced episode of increased cardiac demand so that ischemic areas potentially at risk or infarction can be identified. Heart rate is increased to 85% of age-predicting maximum, so target so-called target heart rate, or until symptoms cardiac symptoms develop whichever occurs first stress testing is used for diagnosing revealing of coronary artery disease stratifying risk in patients with known coronary artery disease and how to understand do we treat them good the patients and so monitoring patients with known coronary artery disease. In patients with coronary artery disease, a blood supply that is adequate at rest may be inadequate when cardiac demand are increased by exercise or other forms of stress. Stress testing is less invasive and less expensive than cardiac catheterization. And it detects pathophysiologic abnormalities of blood flow. However, it's less accurate for diagnosis in patients with low pre- pretest likelihood of coronary artery disease, so called. It can define the functional significance of abnormalities in coronary artery anatomy identified with coronary angiography during catheterization. Because coronary artery plaques that are not significantly stenotic, that is, do not result in ischemia during stress testing, may nonetheless rupture and cause an acute coronary syndrome. A normal stress test result doesn't guarantee future freedom from myocardial infarction. Okay? So I repeat this sentence, is very important. Because coronary artery plaques that are not significantly stenotic, so they do not result in ischemic during stress testing, may nonetheless rupture and cause an acute coronary syndrome. A normal stress test result doesn't guarantee future freedom from myocardial infarction. But the same way we can talk about also this phenomena with coronary angiography. That we, or for example, we find uh, not significantly stenotic coronary artery and uh, normal coronary angiography doesn't guarantee either future freedom from myocardial infarction. Risks of stress testing either. Huh? risk of stress testing uh, including infarction and sudden, cardi- sudden deaths which occur in about one per 5,000 patients tested. Stress testing has severe absolute and relative contraindications. So absolute coronary indications for exercise stress testing is of course acute ischemia, acute coronary syndrome, so myocardial infarction within forty-eight hours, or uncontrolled unstable ang- angina, aortic dissection, if acute, of course, <laughs> like aortic stenosis if symptomatic, if it's clinically symptomatic or severe. Arrhythmias, if symptomatic or hemodynamically significant. Actually, this is not absolute contraindications. No. Symptomatic arrhythmia, okay, but uh, it's not. Uh, arithmi- symptomatic arrhythmia is not, not absolute, uh, my, point, my point of view. It's not uh, absolute contraindication for stress tests. Hemody- hemodym- hemodynamically significant, maybe but not just symptomatic arrhythmias heart failure if the decompre- if if decompensated either that okay myocarditis if acute okay pericarditis if acute okay pulmonary embolism if acute okay pulmonary infarction if acute okay so we understand absolute co- contraindications Dep- this is a guideline huh uh, our, uh, acute coronary syndrome, including myocardial infarction, with 40, within 48 hours, or uncontrolled unstable angina, aortic dissection if acute, aortic stenosis, stenosis if symptomatic, arrhythmias if symptomatic or hemodynamically significant, uh, decompensated heart failure, myocarditis, acute, acute myocardite, myocarditis, pericarditis, pulmonary embolism, and pulmonary infarction. So, relative core indications to exercise stress testing include AV block of high degree, bradyarrhythmias, extra bradyarrhythmias. Uh, so, these are relative core electrolyte imbalance, hypertension, systolic blood pressure more than 200 millimeters, or diastolic blood pressure more than 110 millimeters. Uh, relative core indications hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy cardiopathy, instability to exercise adequate due to mental or physical impairment, stenosis of heart valve if moderate or severe, stenosis of left main coronary artery, systemic illness, systemic, and tachyarrhythmias. These these are above mentioned uh, after absolute coronary indications, I talked about relative coronary so stress test methodology. cardiac demand, cardiac demand can be increased, of course, by exercise or by drugs. Patients must fast for four to six hours before the test. When dipyridamole, adenosine, or regadenoson is used for pharmacological stress, xanthine compounds, for example, amphetamine, theophylline, caffeine, may produce a false negative, false negative result. So such substances including tea, coffee, cocoa, chocolate, certain energy supplements and drinks and caffeinated sodas should be avoided for 24 hours before testing. And uh, exercise is the yes, is preferred to drugs for increased cardiac demand because it more closely replicates ischemia inducing stressors. Usually a patient Walks on a conventional treadmill following the Bruce protocol or a similar exercise schedule until the target heart rate is reached or symptoms occur. The Bruce protocol, most commonly used, increases treadmill speed and, sh- and slope intermittently at roughly three minute intervals. Pharmacological stress testing. Is usually used when patients cannot walk on a treadmill long enough uh, to reach their target heart rate because of deconditioning, musculoskeletal disorders, obesity, peripheral arterial disease or other disorders. Drugs used include intravenous dipiridamol, adenosine, regadenoson, reg- regadenoson regadenoson, and dobutamine. Dipyridamol augments end- endogenous adenosine, causing coronary artery vasodilation. It increases myocardial blood flow in normal coronary arteries, but not in arterios distal for stenosis, creating so-called steel phenomenon uh, for stenosed arteries and imbalance in perfusion. Dipidamol induced ischemia, or rather, uh, adverse effects, for example, nausea, vomiting, headache, bronchospasm, occurs in about 10% of patients. But these effects can be reversed by can be reversed by intravenous aminophylline. Severe reactions occur in less than 1% of patients. Contraindications include asthma, acute phase, myocardial infarction, unstable angina pectoris, critical aortic stenosis, and systemic hypotension systolic blood pressure less than 19 millimetres hydrarguil Adenazine has the same effect as dipiridamol but must be given in, in a continuous intravenous, know, in, in intravenous uh, infusion because it is very rapidly degraded in the plasma adverse effects include transient flushing chest pain and tachycardia which can be reversed by terminating the infusion Regadenosone Reg is a more selective adenosine agonist than uh, either dipiridamol or adenosone. It's not inferior for the diagnosis of ischemia with fewer adverse effects and greater ease of administration. Dobutamine is inotrope, chronotrope, and vasodilater used mainly, mainly when dipiridamol and adenosone are contraindicated, for example, in patients. With asthma or second-degree AV block, and when echocardiography is used to image the heart, image the heart. So dobutamine must be used, must be used with caution in patients with have, who have severe hypertension or arrhythmia, left ventricle outflow uh, tract obstruction, multiple previous myocardial infarctions, or acute myocardial infarctions. Several uh, imaging tests can detect ischemia after exercise on pharmacological stress, ex- electrocardiogram, radionuclide perfusion imaging, echocardiography. ECG is always used with stress testing to diagnose coronary artery disease and help determine prognosis. Stress ECG alone, for example, without radionuclide imaging or echocardiography, is most useful in patients with intermediate likelihood of coronary artery disease based on agent sex normal ECG at rest diagnosis involved assessment of ST segment response a measure of global subendocardial ischemia ischemia blood pressure response and uh, the patient's symptoms average sensitivity is 67% average specificity at, is 72% Sensitivity and specificity are lower in women, partly because incidence of coronary artery disease is lower in young and middle-aged women. Prognosis worsens with with depth of estimated depression. Radionuclide per myocardial per perfusion. Uh, myocardial imaging is more sensitive in 90, 85 to 90 percent and specific and specific 70 to 80% than ECG stress testing. uh, Combining findings from both tests increases sensitivity for coronary artery disease. Myocardial perfusion imaging is particularly useful for patients. Baseline ECG abnormalities that may interfere with intermediate ECG changes during a stress test, for example, bundle branch block, fixed rate, pacemakers, digital effects, High probability of false positive results on exercise ECG, for example, premenopausal women, patients with mitral valve prolapse. The imaging tests can help determine the functional significance of coronary artery disease identified by coronary angiography with, when surgeons are choosing lesions to bypass or dilate with via percutaneous transliminal coronary angiography. Echocardiography is useful when information about more than just profusion is needed. Echocardiography detects wall motion abnormalities that are a sign of regional ischemia and using Doppler techniques, helps evaluate valvular disorders that may contribute to or result from ischemia or valvular disorders unrelated to ischemia, but which deserve concomitant evaluation. The echocardiogram is typically... Obtained immediately, immediately um, before and after an exercise treadmill test or during the vitamin infusion. Echocardiography is relatively portable, doesn't use ionizing, ionizing ionizing radiation has a repeat acquisition time and is is inexpensive but is difficult to carry out in obese patients and in patients with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and lung hyperinflation. Done by experts, stress echocardiography has a predictive value similar to that of stress myocardial radionuclide perfusion testing. Radionuclide ventriculography ventriculography uh, is uh, radionuclide uh, radionuclide radionuclide ventriculography is occasionally used with exercise stress testing instead of echocardiography to assess exercise ejection fraction, the best prognostic indication indicator in patients with coronary artery disease. Normal ejection fraction is more uh, than five percentage uh, points higher during exercise than than at rest. Normal ejection fraction is more than 5 percentage points higher during exercise than at rest. Ventricular dysfunction, for example, due to valvular heart disorders, cardiomyopathy or coronary artery disease can decrease exercise ejection fraction because baseline or prevent it it from increasing. Hmm? In patients with coronary artery disease that the 8 year survival rate is 80% with exercise ejection fraction to 40 to 49, 75% 75, uh, 75 with an exercise ejection fraction 30 to 39, and, 30 and 40 and 40% with, ex- with exercise ejection fraction is less than 30%. Okay, so actually we can talk a lot of about stress tests, but it, it was just uh, essential, just the essential. Okay, so uh, see you, and don't forget to follow and subscribe healthcare and education channel. Yeah, and I'll be, it will be highly appreciated if, highly appreciated if you could uh, making donation to our healthcare and education channel. You can see our Mastercard data uh, and uh, our data in this uh, video pre- um, in this video titles this video, not title, of course, the video description, sorry, in this video description. Okay? So, bye.